To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Here at Miles from Main Street, our preferred travel agency is Magical Vacations by Kimberly. Kimberly is a Disney expert and can handle all of your Disney planning needs. She can also plan Universal and all major cruise lines. Contact Kimberly at Magical Vacations by Kimberly at Yahoo.com. And find her on Facebook and Instagram under Magical Vacations by Kimberly. So today on Miles from Main Street, we're doing some more trivia. This is Brian versus Mikhailo. This is the know-it-all versus the I know a little bit. Um, I'm pretty decent at trivia. Brian, Brian is, is pretty darn good at trivia. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. I don't know. I feel like last time you kind of showed me up or at least showed that I don't know as much, but maybe you were just (laughs) cherry picking the questions that to make me not sound as good, I guess. Oh, a hundred percent. And, uh, I, I got lucky with a couple questions too there. So, but I'm sure you'll blow me out of the water this time. So, uh, trivia, I know that I, I have some questions of my own, uh, that I formulated and Brian's kind of sitting on a couple too. Um, so we will jump into it right away. Uh, we'll go back and forth with some questions. Um, this isn't as, uh, it, it's not too, they're going to keep it pretty formal. We're, we're not really keeping score or anything. We're just seeing what we know, um, and learning some things in the process. So. Um, Brian, why don't you start with the the first question? Sure. Uh, before I get started, though, I just want to put a little call out. We've got a new Facebook community out there, Miles from Main Street community. Come on out, join us. We're talking about everything Disney World, memories from Disney, uh, tips on your trip. Um, I try to pick on Mikhailo here and there. You know the fun <laughs> things. So. Come on out and join us. Uh, the, you know, after you've listened to this episode, we're going to be talking some trivia, and I'll be throwing some extra trivia questions out there. So, be ha- great to have you guys come on out. All right, question number one. Let's see. Again, I'm uh, I'm using my Walt Disney World trivia book written by Lou Mangello from WDW Radio. I want to make sure I get that out so that uh, he gets credit where it's due. <laughs> All right, Mikhailo, in honor of your trip coming up and not going to Epcot, I thought we needed a couple of Epcot questions. Yeah, bring it on. All right. What can be found at the very top of Spaceship Earth? A VIP lounge for corporate guests, a lightning rod, a hidden camera, or a trap door? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a trap door because I've seen promotional ads with Mickey on top of Spaceship Earth. So I'm pretty sure it's a trap door. 
have you been reading this book? Because you nailed that one. That's exactly <laughs> like the answer he gave. Yes, Boom. it's a trap door. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen those. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're like like old Epcot commercials. Um, and I'm a- I'm also pretty sure I've, I've heard that bit of trivia before. Um, it probably came from that book, which is probably why I phrased it almost the exact same way. Um, but I haven't. I've never read that book, so um yeah uh we when we were taking a bus over to epcot on our trip the bus driver was a lot of fun and every once in a while once in a while you'll get a really good bus driver and they'll tell stories we had one guy that was singing uh (laughs) but we uh this one said that her favorite hidden mickey was a mickey that was at the top of uh spaceship earth as we're driving up she's trying to point it out Mm-hmm. Going, I don't know about this. And so if you look at some aerial views of Epcot, there's no Mickey Mouse standing at the top of Epcot, but <laughs> it can play with your mind a little bit. Yeah. Cool. So here is my question. Which princesses are the Disneyland and Walt Disney World castles dedicated to? Disneyland is sleeping beauty mm-hmm. uh even though walt didn't really care <laughs> <laughs> i can get into that if you wish but uh then cinderella is the walt disney world castle correct um and here's uh here's a bonus question for you about that true or false the disneyland castle is actually oriented backwards yes it mm-hmm. is. Uh, he Walt walked into a room that had a model, and somebody had turned it around backwards on accident. And he's like, "Oh, I really like how that looks. Keep it that way." Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a little bit of history for you too uh, in in our, our trivia questions. And I think um, I think I, I I heard of that in some random. Um, uh, some random Imagineer documentary, but also um, I think it's in. Um, actually, I don't think it is, but but this movie is a really cool representation of Walt. Um, is a uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Um, I love that movie. It's got a lot of um, cool nods to the creation of Disneyland and everything. So it, it that's a great movie. I heard a interview with tom hanks and he put a lot of time and research into that role in Mm -hmm. walt so it's funny now too whenever i think of creative decisions being like happening with disney uh with walt and everything i always think of tom hanks as as disney now (laughs) when i think of that so (laughs) all right question two is if you listen closely as you walk through Future World, past Spaceship Earth, you will hear the distant sound of a bird. What is significant about that sound? This is the sound of a bird that's been nesting on the property since Epcot opened. It is a recording of a bird in distress, played to keep other birds out of Future World. It is a recording of birds from Discovery Island used as background Ah, excuse me, used as background noise to soothe guests, or 
Bird? What bird? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go with um, the bird in distress. That just seems like something ingenious that that Disney would think of. That is actually the answer, a bird Boom. in distress. Uh, these are the things that I really like about Disney, the little things they come up with for pest control or the little details they can come up with to make your experience just a, just that little bit better. Um, and the fact that, you know, most guests aren't going to hear that bird. So the next time I'm there, I'm going to be really straining to hear a bird as I'm walking by a spaceship <laughs> Earth. But yeah, that, that I, I really like these little details, these little things they can come up with. Um, and that makes me think of, uh, there's two things um, that I think of when I hear stuff like this is the, uh, isn't it called go away green that Disney has that whenever they want something to kind of like disappear, like kind of blend in with everything, um, they paint it green. That might not be the color, but it's definitely go away something. I think it's go away green. Um, but yeah, anytime they want to kind of camouflage something, they, they paint it that certain color um, and it kind of starts to blend in with everything. And then uh, this might be an urban legend. Um, I heard somewhere that that reddish kind of hue that the bricks in Epcot make um, actually make it. Uh, I've heard that it that people have said that it deadens your um, like your eyes or something like that. I don't know. But um, it, it's supposed to make the colors more vibrant as you walk through the park. Um, that might be something more of a urban legend. But it's definitely like one of those things. Like, I mean, if Disney's going to think of pumping in a fake bird and distress noise, they, they would think of something else like that ingenious. So just kind of those crazy things that, that Disney will develop and to make your experience that much better. Yeah, the, and you, know, you can kind of see that paint job when if you're there and you look over at the Guardians of the Galaxy building from across the lagoon, um, it's painted a blue that tries to blend in with the sky because that building's massive and there's no way they're hiding it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool how they're trying to, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely cool. Okay, so here's my question. And I, I, I feel bad that I'm not, I'm not, you, you give me, because that was my process of elimination um, going through your questions, um, uh, your answers that you were giving me. And I, I am not over here giving you answers. And so I feel like my, my question is a little harder because you're not giving me answers. Um, I don't have to give you the answers. I can just ask you. You could. I, I mean, if, if it gets too tough, I'll, I'll ask for, for. There we go. <laughs> for some All answers. Right. Perfect. Um, okay, so here's your question. Which ride is at every Disney park? Which ride? Wow, this is good podcasting if I sit here quietly, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I oh, Man, what ride is at every Disney park? Now, are we talking each different theme park like a, a magic kingdom and a epcot and yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll definitely um it's it's all the magic king kingdoms because uh the magic kingdom in disneyland or disney world is the magic kingdom but they're all called uh magic kingdom style parked so uh they're they're in all of the magic kingdom style parks okay uh i'm gonna have to go with the train 
like a Walt Disney Railroad type of ride. Honestly, you're you're probably right. Um, however, on on this, I, that honestly, that's probably correct. Uh, but on this, it's uh, Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Okay, that was the other one I was gonna go mm-hmm. with because that's yep. such an iconic ride. Oh yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I thought it was gonna be a train. So. Yeah, which which makes sense because I actually do think that all of the Disneyland's, unless one of them doesn't, um, has a uh, a train that goes around the property um, because of Disney's large affinity for trains. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to research it, and I'm <laughs> going to put it out in the Main Street uh, miles from Main Street community and see what everybody thinks. Anyways, we'll we'll give we'll give we'll give you that one. We'll give you that point. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I actually probably think that that your answer was correct. So, okay, um, let's see. So, I've been hearing a lot about Beastly Kingdom recently, and if no one's familiar with Beastly Kingdom, when Animal Kingdom was first conceived, uh, they had decided that they were going to have a an area of you know animals as we have they wanted a dinosaur like the the present animals the old animals and the fantasy i can't remember the exact quote that they have for uh animal kingdom um i think it's on the dedication plaque uh but anyway beastly kingdom was going to be that fantasy area and they had started some work on it but they started running out of money as you do when you're building a park and Dino Land was a little bit further along and it was cheaper. So they decided to build that one and throw Beastly Kingdom aside. So um, I'm giving you a little history here for my question. <laughs> but Camp Mini Mickey was kind of thrown in that area and that is now Pandora. Okay. You can still find some remnants of Beastly Kingdom. And so. I've kind of given away <laughs> part of it. But anyway, I'm just going to kind of throw it out there. Where can you find some of these remnants? Uh, the I think the biggest one, and I, I honestly don't know if it's there anymore, um, but the biggest one is the dragon on the sign. It's kind of like the logo, the Magic Kingdom logo, because Beastly Kingdom, the the main ride of that was supposed to be this big dragon ride. Um, so in, uh, a lot of their promotional stuff, and I think on the, the animal kingdom logo, they incorporated a dragon with all the different animals that were supposed to be representing these lands. Um, so that's, that's really the only one that I can think of that I know of. Yes. So there is signage that has a dragon on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and also when you're coming into the entrance, the ticket booths in the front, there's one that has, um, a dinosaur head and one has another uh, animal head. I can't remember which. And then the one off to the left has a dragon head in the middle. It says animal <laughs> kingdom and a dragon head on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so where inside the park, other than signage, might you be able to find it? I didn't know this one. I just learned about this the other day. So I think this is pretty cool. Inside the park. I honestly have no idea. And like I said, I didn't know either. I just learned when you're crossing the bridge into Pandora, uh, going past Nomad Lounge, um, 
If you look to the right down towards the river, you can see a dragon head from where the entrance to mm. Beastly Kingdom was going to be. Oh, okay. And I, like I said, I was watching a, one of the videos that I watch, and they showed me that that head was there. So I thought that was pretty awesome, and I wanted to just get it out there because people need to realize that there's some remnants of history mm-hmm. sitting there. So, oh yeah, cool. V- yeah, very cool. I I knew, uh, I knew that Beastly Kingdom was a thing, um, and that they basically they ran out of money and they kind of ran like they uh, were focusing on um, some other things at that point. And I think um, that was right around. Wasn't it like nine eleven was when they were supposed to like kind of like really start on that, and so everything kind of kind of happened all at once, so they weren't able to to finish that. Which, now, I mean, it probably would have been bulldozed anyways because uh, Pandora is where it is now. So, um, uh, a very cool little tidbit about um, some cool remnants of that that old past that something that could have been at uh, Animal Kingdom. And I've seen a little bit of uh, artwork, like concept art from it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard a lot about a villain's park that they've wanted to do. And we haven't seen that yet, but (laughs) it kind of gave me that feeling looking at that, you know, a lot of lava and dark and dragons sitting on top of mountains. And so I think that would have been a really cool area. But unfortunately, money always seems to get in the way. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, here's my question. Um, <laughs> your question was 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 so well set up, and mine's just I'm just going to put it out there. Um, but where can you find Mickey Mouse at Walt Disney World? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Correct. And actually, that's literally. <laughs> That's literally the answer everywhere. Um, and that's not even, honestly, I'm not even counting hidden Mickey's. This is just Mickey's that they're putting out there. Um, there are so many, I don't even know. I think I've learned this at one point, but I, I mean, I've heard it before, but the number of Mickey's that are out on property at any given moment in Disney world is probably astronomical um, with all of the, the character breakfasts and meet and greets and just like areas that Mickey just randomly shows up. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, so that's, it's kind of a trick question, but I didn't really trick you because I knew you'd, you'd know the answer. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And then, I mean, that's just Mickey himself, but then you've got hidden Mickeys everywhere mm-hmm. as well, um, which, by the way, the coolest hidden Mickey has got to be the one that's in the queue line for the Little Mermaid ride in the Magic Kingdom. And it only shows up at high noon Yes, on his birthday. Yep. And I think that is the <laughs> best thing in the whole world. So if you don't know, there's a spot in the rocks as you're going into the Little Mermaid ride. And they built a hidden Mickey hole into those rocks. <laughs> So that when the sun shines on it at noon on November 18th, you get a hidden Mickey reflection or not reflection, <laughs> but the, the light passes through that hole and you get a hidden Mickey on the wall across from it. So 
So cool. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely awesome. And I, I remember, I think it was this, I learned that this year um, on his birthday because people were posting about it and thought that was the coolest thing. Yes, I, I saw some pictures of it. And every year I kind of think about that <laughs> around his birthday. And uh, yeah, and then somebody posts about it and I'm not disappointed. So <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right, my turn, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. The Wildlife Express train at uh, Animal Kingdom is powered by what type of engine? Huh. Uh, get, <laughs> uh, huh. Get, give me some options here. <laughs> All right. Steam, natural gas, propane, or diesel? I'm going to say steam because that, that would be great for the environment, but I also might say propane because um, that sounds correct too. But I'm going to go with steam and be wrong. Okay. It is diesel. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is a 60-ton British-built diesel locomotive, oh. which begs the question, how did they get it here? If it was British built. Oh, yeah. That had to have been one awesome barge. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to know how long it took to get here. Right? Like, yeah, that's you nuts. know, I, I'm interested in those facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I think I've I've been on that a couple times. Um, and I think the the reason I went with again those those different answers is because Disney's always looking for for something in, in conservation. Um, but that also makes sense. That seems like more of the obvious answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if, if you don't know the train we're talking about, the wildlife express is the one that takes you back to Rafiki's planet watch. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fun place. It's, it's kind of one of those things that I think I've said this before that people don't really think of going and doing. Uh, I remember when I first went on it, I had no idea what we were doing because I'd never been there. Uh, and then I got over there and it's, that's kind of like where all of the magic of um, kind of like everything that they wanted Animal Kingdom to be kind of is happening out there. So it's all very cool. Yeah, very cool. So um, here's uh, another kind of more history one, which which I think you you probably know this. Um but before Walt Disney World got its name, what was it referred to while it was getting developed? And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. Um, well, it's not a hint. It's it's not a hint. It's more of an explanation. It's it was what what they were referring to it when they were trying to figure out exactly what they were going to do. So they had a location, but they didn't have. Um, they were tr still trying to flush out ideas of exactly what it was going to be. Was this before or after news broke that it was them buying up the land and that they were going to Florida? Honestly, I think it was, I think it was before, cause I think it had its name. Uh, I'm not even, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I think it had its name while, um, 
when when the news broke and everything um but this was kind of like when when Walt was had decided that he wanted to do another park. Okay. Um, I it, so they they called it Project X for a little while, and then they called ended up calling it the Florida Project. Correct. Uh, yes. Which is how I believe he referred to it on the Disneyland show. Yes. Yeah. Florida Florida Project is correct. Um. Yeah, and I remember again bringing up um, saving Mr. Banks. Um, I love at towards the end they have a they have a picture of Florida that they kind of pan across, and I and I uh, whenever I see that I'm always like Florida Project because um, <laughs> I'm a Disney nerd. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, they the D23 has a video out on YouTube. Um, that I watched, I don't know, a few weeks ago, but, um, they, you know what they have redone Walt's office painstakingly went through and made sure it was exactly the way it was when he passed away. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of a museum at this point. Um, but they have the last map that was up of the Florida project of Epcot Mm -hmm. hanging in there. So one of these days, man, I'm going to get <laughs> to California. I'm going to see all that. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, that, that would be very cool. Uh, I will I will try to include in the show notes that video so people can go find it. Um, it's out on YouTube. It's readily available. You don't need anything special since it's just because it's D23 or anything. But mm-hmm. um, it's a real it's about an hour long video. Uh, Becky Klein, the head of archives, uh, takes you on a little tour. Um, I believe with Don Hahn, I believe, who was the producer or the director of uh, Beauty and the Beast, um, the original animated. And uh, they kind of go on this tour and they go into the office and most of the video is in, in the office and it's just just awesome. So I'll, uh, I'll get that included in the uh, show notes. Mm-hmm. I owe you a question now, don't I? Yeah, bring it. <laughs> bring it. Okay. Uh, the original plans called for Epcot's entrance to open into what? Hmm. Um, so it could be a couple things. I know um, Walt wanted to incorporate um, a, a giant monorail system uh, that kind of encompassed Epcot, um, uh, but that might not be it. So why don't you go ahead and give me some, <laughs> give me some answers, <laughs> some ideas. <laughs> uh, so the uh, four choices are: World Showcase, a museum, the Epcot Resort Hotel, <laughs> or Communicor. Um, I was, I actually, I should have said it so that I sounded smarter. Uh, but in my head, I was thinking a world showcase. So I'm going to go with world showcase. Yes. World showcase. Boom. <laughs> uh, and if you ever look at like a map, you, you kind of, it, it's always upside down to me because the entrance is at the top of the map and not the bottom mm-hmm. uh, because it's actually kind of flipped around the other way. So the idea that they wanted to go in at, at, uh, world showcase makes sense to me Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, and, and I always thought um, the reason I said um, monorail at first uh, was with uh, with Epcot, what he kind of wanted to do was have uh, that transportation system that encompassed all of Epcot and then kind of like spiderwebbed in. Um, so people would um, work kind of on the inside of Epcot that was going to be kind of like the bustling business center. And then it would kind of radiate out into kind of more of the kind of like how how normal cities work today where they have the suburbs and then everybody um drives into the downtown area to work um but this was going to be so incredibly organized um that everything was going to work so well together um and that was kind of his idea and then i think um the reason ebcot itself isn't completely not what walt wanted uh, was that he was going to incorporate a, a theme park um, in in his actual uh, community. Uh, uh, I can't remember where. Uh, I always thought it was in the middle, but um, but so that's that's still kind of what Walt wanted. So yeah, and I didn't know that about the theme park. That's that's interesting. I always thought it was just supposed to be a a city that kind of answers the whole suburban um urban planning dilemma i guess mm-hmm. and that's that's definitely what it was supposed to do um because walt walt disney was a genius when it came to that kind of stuff so yeah the story i always think about when when i'm talking about this type of stuff with epcot is when he was in the hospital just about to pass away one of the last times that he spoke with roy he was actually pointing at the ceiling of his hospital room planning out epcot and being like this will be there this will be there and he's telling roy you have to remember this um so i always 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 say it's unfortunate we lost him when we did because i think epcot could have been something Mm -hmm. amazing definitely um and then i i always kind of say that the way they built disney world and they were the way they went about disney world was kind of in the idea of Epcot because Disney, the way Disney is set up and everything, they kind of were able to go and do whatever they wanted. Um, and so the land is, is organized and kind of laid out um, in a pretty great way um, with transportation and everything. So um, it, it lives on um, because I, I do believe that Disney just does it better. Um, like if, I mean, they're already doing it. They, they have, a, they have two cities um, uh, or municipalities um, and, they're doing it so much better um, than pretty much everybody, everybody else. So just imagine if they actually built a a large functioning city. Um, So to go along with um, something that you mentioned, Brian, um, here's my question. What was Walt Disney's last words? (laughs) Um. Uh, why am I blanking on this right now? He's Santa Claus now. Um, uh, Russell Wait. is all I keep thinking. Oh, 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 you, oh, you got it. You're right there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Kurt Russell. Oh my gosh. Yes, Kurt <laughs> Russell. <laughs> and yep. I believe it was more they were written down than him actually saying it. Oh, okay. See, I didn't. That, I, I may have some confusion around that, but that's what's in mm. my head right now. 
Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure the the history behind that was that they were um they were signing him to a a movie. It wasn't a movie deal. It was like a pack of movies or something. Kind of the way that they, that people would sign actors to. Um, they would work for the studio. For yeah, whatever yeah, they, they kind of wanted, or yeah, yeah, they would sign them to the studio. And I think they had just done that, and Walt Disney was super excited about that acquisition, and so ended up being his last word or or communication, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I, uh, when I first heard that, I was kind of blown away by it. But as I have learned through the years about Disney, um, you know, Kurt Russell was a big, big part of Disney history mm-hmm. uh, and the movies. I mean, he was in com- the computer wore tennis shoes. How can you not <laughs> be a legend for that? You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Okay, what was located in the test track building when Epcot opened? Uh, um, don't give me this one because I know it. Um, but it's um, I'm going to say the word out loud and ho- hopefully I'll get it. Um, motion, something of motion, or uh, not like the history of motion, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't you hate uh, that it's hard to this was something i remember hearing about this ride and being like this sounds so cool um and then they put test track in um motion uh it's not motion works because that's somewhere else Do you want me to uh, take it, let you off the hook here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world of motion. World of motion. Oh, my God. Yes, you I had even it. said something of motion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much. I can tell you from the book, it says General Motors originally sponsored the pavilion when it opened as World of Motion. And it continues that sponsorship uh, now and has been. Mm-hmm. even though it's now changed to test track, which I enjoyed the original test track. I got to ride it right when it opened. Um, that was my first trip to, to Disney world and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually went through like the, the tests that they put a car through. And I thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah. And I, and I actually, Brian, I know a little bit of history about um, the world of motion and that came from, um, when Walt did the, uh, when he worked on the New York World's Fair, GM actually went to him and asked uh, Walt. I mean, a lot of people asked Walt to do their pavilions, um, but to to work on uh, GM's pavilion, and it was basically they figured out how to put a car on a track, and the car drove around this track and it just showed you different scenarios of uh, GM cars and stuff like that. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's kind of how the world of motion was set up too. Cause they basically just kind of like picked that up um, and then took it over to Epcot. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've seen before um, is that you would just kind of like sit in a car um, and it was on a track and you just went through. Uh, and I, I always thought that was so cool. 
That is pretty cool. Um, I was not lucky enough to see it. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't know anything about World of Motion. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I always thought that I'm a I'm a car nut, so of course I I looked into um this kind of stuff. So, uh, so my question is, um, what was the first international Disney park? Well, that was in Tokyo, Tokyo Disneyland. Correct. Um, The reason (laughs) I thought this was going to be harder because this is something I always get confused. Um, And, uh, and I think it's because isn't there, no, there's, there's two, ah, man, this is going to sound terrible. Um, I just always get, there's, there's two Chinese parks, correct? And there's one Japanese park. Right. Yeah. You got Shanghai and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then Tokyo Disney. Yeah. Um so the the two Chi- uh Chinese ones I get mixed up. Um but then I I did I do know this is just something I always get get confused on. Um but I did know that it was an Asian park that was um the first internet international one. Yeah, and that I mean, it, it, you can watch the Imagineering story and you'll see that played out. Um, I always want, for whatever reason, want to say Disneyland Paris, but that's mm-hmm. not the case. So I always, and, and, and with watching um, watching that uh, Imagineering story on Disney Plus, uh, it's cool to kind of watch because um, that was something Eisner wanted to do. Um, and so um, that was Eisner's big leap into um business overseas with with disney so and it did not pan out too well at first so <laughs> that's all that's yeah, all no <laughs> yeah uh, if anyone out there listening hasn't watched the imagineering story and you're loving some of this history stuff mm-hmm. that that uh series right there i mean that's the end all i think I, it's just amazing and just to throw it out there ub iwerks daughter is the one that produced that series mm. or i'm sorry not daughter granddaughter oh, her, okay. her father is don i works who was all who was also a disney legend so of i works of course was one of the original artists that walt, worked with walt disney yeah very uh, very cool and i mean yeah i would totally if you're if you're into history check that out because it's very cool or just keep listening to miles from main street <laughs> there you go i mean we're gonna you know i can't with, this trivia, I feel like this trivia episode has been turning into more of a history episode. <laughs> I know, right? But um, I've been dying to do history lately, and mm-hmm. I've just been so busy with work, I haven't had the time to get it prepared. So mm-hmm. I did. I want to do it justice when we finally get a full episode of it. So it's coming, guys. I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> what is buried within the castle at Disneyland? Um. What is buried I'll, under I'll, the castle? I'll give you a hint. It's not a very good hint because um, there's not a really good way of, of hinting this, but it's definitely not what you would think because it's not what I would think. I don't... I'm not really sure on that one. It is a time capsule. Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. Yes. I wouldn't think that they would 
bury something like that, but that's cool. Yeah, and it's supposed to be opened on Disneyland's 80th anniversary. Any reason why the 80th? Not sure. Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> Interesting. I was not aware. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what's in it. What do you think's in it? Right? We should go dig it up. <laughs> Let Let's go search for it. Yeah. I hope they have it marked or somebody knows where it is. I mean, could you yeah, imagine? Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Where is that thing? <laughs> um, that sounds like a really cool spinoff of uh, National Treasure is just like <laughs> <laughs> trying to dig up the time capsule at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, back to the American Adventure in Epcot. Uh, what four presidents are represented? What four presidents are represented? In the American... Um, you know there's an attraction. In, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. American, uh, Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is something that... Um, and I, I can't even correct this thing. Uh, I can't even correct this gap because I am not going to Epcot uh, on my upcoming trip um but this is something that i've never been on um the american adventure mainly because um as you're walking around world showcase it's america <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I we're live there, there already yeah <laughs> um which is which is terrible you, sh you should you should go in and experience everything um and that's another thing i've never listened to the singers uh that are in um the american pavilion and i hear amazing things about them um so that's something i have to have to go in and experience too but i don't have an answer for you because i have have never experienced this before uh the four presidents are george washington thomas jefferson theodore roosevelt and franklin d roosevelt mm. yeah so uh George Washington is seen in Valley Forge. Thomas uh Thomas Thomas Jefferson is seen as he pens the Declaration of Independence. Theodore Roosevelt during the founding of Yosemite National Park mm -hmm. and FDR delivering his famous speech, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Very cool, yeah, and, and and again, that would be something I, I'm pretty sure I'd be I'd be into it, um, because isn't it also a, um, it's like a production, it's like a play, um, but it's all done with uh, animatronics. So um, sounds like something that I'd be into, but I'm always just running around the park, experiencing all these uh, new cultures, which I've experienced already. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> you'd think that at some point I'd be like, you know what, America, let's do America. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's usually, you know, it's kind of halfway the American venture is. And so the you know, last couple of trips, we've always been like, okay, I'm going to take our time and we're going to really see these uh, countries and really get to know what's in everything. Go mm -hmm. walk all the way to the back of the pavilion and then you get to America and it's like, oh man, we're running out of time. <laughs> so then you kind of skip over that and you, you move along, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah. th they've got a lot of great 
things in that area. So the the funny thing is, is the I think the only thing I've done in the American Pavilion is eat at the restaurant there, which is like <laughs> the last the the last place. And and I don't say this often because pretty much unless you're a food snob. Uh, which I can be sometimes, but um, unless you're a food snob, pretty much everything you get at Disney is going to be fairly decent. But it's like uh, meatloaf and like hot dogs and like hamburgers yeah. out at uh, the American Pavilion, Pavilion, where you could be getting La Cellier or literally anything else. <laughs> which is so good. Let me tell you about La Cellier. Now you just got me thinking about it. <laughs> I did that to myself. <laughs> um. But thankfully, they've replaced that restaurant. It's now Regal Eagle. It's a barbecue restaurant, and I've heard really, really good things about it. Uh, it's got Muppet theming inside of it, which anything they can do to bring the Muppets out, I'm going <laughs> to get behind. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it looks great. Uh, the food sounds wonderful. So mm. I can't wait to get down there and see that, too. That I'll just to... opened right before the shutdown. It opened. Oh, uh, that's why. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'll have to check that out because I I did not know that, um, or I've heard of it and I just block. I don't know. For, I, I mean, even on the internet, apparently, I just gloss over things in the American Pavilion at Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's here's my question, and if you haven't noticed, I've I've ventured into Epcot questions. So this is Epcot trivia now. Um, but I'll, I'll bring some other stuff back. Um, contrary to popular belief, for the most part, the countries in the World Showcase are not founded by that country's government, except for one. Which one? Morocco. Correct. Yes. Why do Which, I ever think you wouldn't know these things? <laughs> I know. Uh, interestingly, what I really like about Morocco is they've got the intricate tile work. And the king sent over uh, tile workers mm, to actually yep. do that tile work. And if you ever go and look at it, I mean, it's amazingly beautiful. And if you really pay attention and look closely, you'll see that it's not perfect. There's always some imperfection. Mm -hmm. And that is part of their uh, culture and their art that only, um, only Muhammad can be perfect. Yes, yep. And so they always leave something in there. So it's it's just it's amazing to look at and so intricately intricately done. Um, yeah, unfortunately the and I don't know what the circumstances surrounding it was, but uh, back in December uh, last month, the um, the Disney company took control of the pavilion now, and and Morocco no longer sponsors it. So good or bad, I don't know. Um, I know I enjoy their food, though. So yeah, <laughs> I hope that that stays. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, in Morocco, uh, I've heard a lot of really good things about that food. So um, I, I, that's another place that I just haven't gotten around to, to eating at before. So but I mean, there's a lot of really good places to eat and I'm going to always be trying to get into La Cellier first. So <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is the, how many times can Kylo bring up La Cellier in one episode? <laughs> <laughs> and how many times can I follow it up with, man, it was so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. My final question. 
since I started. We'll we'll get this finished up here. Um, whose names are on the tombstones in the Haunted Mansion Cemetery? Uh, that would be Imagineers. Yes. Uh, did you want me to name them? <laughs> if you would like. Bonus points. Uh, uh, I mean, like, John Hench, um, Rolly Crumb. At this point, I'm just, I'm not even, I'm just throwing out old school Imagineer names. <laughs> um, well, here are a couple, here are a couple. Um, Dear departed brother Dave, he chased a bear into a cave. Uh, and that is Dave Burkhart, who was mm-hmm. the model builder. Um, at Peaceful Rest, uh, excuse me, at Peaceful, why can't I say this? Mm-hmm. At Peaceful Rest lies brother Claude, planted here beneath his sod. Mm-hmm. sod. I know this one. That's Claude Coates. Yes. And Claude Coates was the uh, Imagineer that came up with the Omnimover ride track. Mm-hmm. Um, dear sweet Le- Leota, beloved by all, in I know regions beyond now, yeah. but having a ball. That is Leota Tombs. And fun and, fact, uh, you're about to say it 100%. Go ahead. <laughs> actually, what I was going to say is that she was an artist uh, who was also used in her face was used as the face of Madame Leota in mm-hmm. the Crystal Ball. Yep, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, it was. I, I thought maybe you were going to say that her daughter was used in the um, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay in that uh, Madame Leota because they had to redo the crystal ball. So oh. Kim Irvine is the head in there, and she's actually the daughter of Leota. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't even know that one. <laughs> interesting fact and i've heard of interviews with her and she says she'd take her kids in there and she'd go wave to grandma kids yes yes <laughs> um so yeah yeah those those tombstones are cool and they um just being a disney nerd and, and um and being a haunted mansion nerd i just love um i'm sure you i'm sure you could do more um but we um don't have that much time but i just love going through uh, and reading all those cool limerick type things and um, telling people, oh yeah, this was this was about this person. So, um, well, here's here's my last question, um, and it's not an Epcot question. Um, where is Walt's office? Uh, and this is in Disneyland. In Disneyland, it's uh, above the fire station. Correct. Um, yeah. This is, I mean, this is um, kind of one of those those classic trivia questions. Um, and they also, they have a lamp on because whenever uh, Walt was in the park, he would turn that lamp on in his office so that people knew he was in the park. Um, it's, it's, and it's all very cool. And you can, you can actually walk into um, that little nook uh, of the fire department um, and be right under uh, Walt's office. And so, um, it's just just being in Disneyland is kind of like a like a religious thing <laughs> for me, uh, just being so close to the history and everything. So I, I always found that that really cool. Yeah, it's and you know through this closure they've even shown that the light is still on, mm-hmm. um, even though they're not able to get people in there. 
and they even changed it out at Christmas time. I didn't know this. They changed it out for a Christmas tree. Oh. Um, so I think that's pretty cool too. And it's all lit up. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, th- I think it's safe to say, Brian, you won this one. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you even get one wrong? I don't think you did. I, I'll, you know, being the modest guy I am, I'll say that <laughs> I, I was perfect. I was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but for sure. Um, you, you definitely won this round, uh, but we're not keeping score. So we both won because we both learned something. Yeah. Um, I love doing trivia. I love talking about it. We, some of our road trips as a family, um, we, we've taken Lou's book with us and, and they'll trivia me and I'll, you know, I'll try to come up with things as I'm driving to ask the family or my wife will read out of the book and the kids will answer. Um, we just love doing trivia and mm-hmm. you really can learn some of these little things really easily by doing it. So, yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. Um, so uh, again, if you guys want to hear more trivia, um, uh, or even more history, because that's a lot of what we were talking about. Um, you can see that we're into history. Uh, let us know, um, get on our Facebook, uh, get in the community, uh, and ask us to do it. Uh, let us know what you guys want to hear. Yeah. It'd be great if you guys could let us know what you like, what you're enjoying. Um, you know, we can definitely hit up more of that and keep the information flowing and feedback's always a great thing around here. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and, and we're all about it. So, let us know. And uh, with that, that's all we have for you today. So we'll see you next time on Miles from Main Street. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com. With any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember. Some live close. But most of us don't. So let's talk about it.